Well, it's Cast Ranger episode 350. It's a very special episode, and by special, I mean not special at all. Everything is perfectly normal. Oh, yeah, no, it's great. I'm happy to be here again. <laughs> oh, I can't... I... It's really starting to fucking bug me how shitty your mic is, you know? All right, one second. There, is that better? Oh my god, cue the laugh track, because Lane's here in the studio! You didn't mute your mic. There's two lanes. We are live! Loading. Tempered Zeal! Bluecaster Super Ichi! Loud and Impulsive! Craycaster! Late! Illuminating the Tokuverse! Goldcaster Garza! A Spark of Courage! The Power of Dreams! Orangecaster Global Soft Perka! Broadcasting hundreds of opinions across the world! Radio Sentai Cast Ranger! On Welcome to Radio Sentai Cast Ranger! It's episode 350! Episode Melodic! Oh, it did the 350? Beautiful. How perfect that it's an episode about the most beautiful Pokemon because the most beautiful boy in all of Pickering is live in the studio tonight. Oh, thank you. Yes! I have returned in person because... <laughs> I said the most beautiful boy in Pickering, Gar. Are you in Pickering? You're from Dunville. <laughs> when it's the Dunville beauty pageant episode, you'll have your shot. All right, the Goldcaster Garzilla, everybody. Anyways, Anyways left um, the building. Hi, so yeah, I'm back because... After, in pog form. Yeah, because I got, um, got my full two doses of vaccine and I waited the two weeks to let sick in, so I'm here. Hooray! Okay, so I will try to be, I'm going to make it my mission to be here every Friday uh, in person, but there may be days where I can't, especially once I get a job again, so yeah. but I'll do my best to be here every Friday. All right, so uh, if you're new here and don't know what the fuck is going on, uh, we are a bunch of Toronto nerds who hang out every week and talk about Kamen Rider, Super Sentai, and a third thing. And uh, yeah, Lane's been on disc been on Discord for the last big chunk of episodes because of the pandemic and moving. Yeah, but uh, we're finally reunited. It feels so good. And we're gonna see Space Jam two on Sunday. Yeah, Gar, come Where here. Where did he go? I don't is know. He, is he all right? Yeah, he just stormed out for a joke. <laughs> Probably, he's like, "Can I go back? Got some water. I'm here." Yeah, he'll come. He'll come back when he's good and ready. He'll be back again someday. Some gar. All right. Uh, so this week we are talking about Saber episode forty-three, uh, Zenkaidra episode nineteen, and our special topic for the day is Fies episodes one and two. And Gar's back. Aka. Sadly, I could only watch some of them, but that's okay. Aka Kiba the show. Yeah. Kiba the show. Yes, Gar? Yeah, are you okay? Emily's not saying anything. Okay. <laughs> no, I just wanted to see how far these headphones would reach until they disconnected. Oh, okay. I was Sweet. also hungry, so I... Uh... Got some peanut butter M&M's, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Peanut butter on what? You got peanut butter M&M's. 
I put peanut butter on regular M&M's. Really? No, it's peanut butter M&M's. Because <laughs> I can honestly imagine that being a thing that, like, would be do. done. Yeah. No, I mean, I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how... What's stopping you? Well, I uh... Any M&Ms. So remi- Get some! So reminds me... And of- also, I'm on a diet. <laughs> oh, well, that'll, that'll do it. So it reminds me of when my friend made a pair, made a shot-for-shot recreation of White and Nerdy by Weird Al. And oh. there's a line in the music video where I put all of my... I put all... I, I order all of my... Yeah, I oh. order all my sandwiches with mayonnaise. And he had, like, a lump of mayonnaise on the sandwich. <laughs> and after we finished filming, we were like, no, eat it. <laughs> he hated eat mayonnaise. It. Eat it. He hated He's a, but is he also a wizard mind sweeper he can play for days? No, because that part was green screen. Skills are gonna leave you amazed. No, because <laughs> he's he fu- moving so fast he'll set the place to blaze. Yeah, <laughs> see you know blaze, blaze again. No, blaze left. Oh, probably to go watch Ultraman triggered. Mm. Look at me, I watch Ultraman. Oh, look at me, oh, Ultraman's so cool. Wait, why am I making fun of myself? <laughs> I'm a magical man <laughs> from the land of light. Which house on Lollipop Lane. I come from the land of light and have nothing to do involving Christianity, even though our current villains are about hell and Satan. I was gonna say, isn't Ultraman Belial, which is clearly a devil name? Oh yeah, and the new villain just got announced called Ebola, which is the Italian word for devil. I thought you were gonna say his name was Ebola. I thought you were gonna say Evolve. Also, there was a villain in this special called Absolute Tartarus. Which Tartarus is also the guard dog of hell? Yeah, the guard dog of hell. Yeah. No, 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 no Tartarus Cerberus. is the prison oh, yeah, of Cerberus hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tartarus Cerberus is, like is the, the guard dog. Cerberus, yeah, Cerberus yeah. is the dog. Yeah, Tartarus. also an evil human terrorist organization in aspect. Yeah. I thought that was Cobra. Yeah. And also Tartarus is the tower from Persona Three. Yes. I got. And also uh, is mentioned a lot in Class of the Titans. All right, enough. <laughs> Yeah, where hey, Kronos was voiced by Megatron. Yeah, speaking of Megatron, I have a Megatron figure now. Yeah, I found one for each and EB today when I was exploring. Yeah. yeah. All right, enough off-topic, Ray. Let's get into Saber. Woo! So, I guess we can now say that this whole fucking B-plot bullcrap between Kenzon and Disaster is now closed. Yeah. We have that up. Ep- this episode was almost entirely that. But like, okay, like, so like, shot wise, like visuals, the way it was shot, the fight itself, all really cool. But for two characters, we barely know, barely seen, and we do not give two shits about. Like, there was no real point to any of this, and I get that they're trying to justify this by like saying. The disaster was created for no reason and on a whim, but the reason isn't necessarily an excuse in this case. This is something that should have been solved like 10, 15 episodes ago. Yeah, and I, can I just say that I'm actually super disappointed that I predicted wrong. I was so looking forward to like Ren going down the dark path and becoming a Megiddo, and that never happened. They literally spent at least half the show Dicking about, doing nothing, and eating ramen! Yeah, just eating ramen, 
staying in the same fucking place and just thinking, why is Toma better than me? Why is he so strong when I fucking trained my whole goddamn life to be like a strong and super powerful so I can impress my fucking, like, Kento? Why is this fucking novelist come out of fucking nowhere and just all of a sudden he's so super powerful and he knows a little shit? Ugh, fucking hate him. I should be number one. Yeah. Smash. So like, just like they they did Kenzon wrong and like I he should have just been I I, I actually want I, I don't I'm sorry Emily I, I know this is gonna upset you but like I honestly kind of wish that like Kenzon just got the axe like he literally just was was really like this over hyper as fuck like super overconfident fucking rider and then he thought he could take down everything and uh, save the world himself like it would have been awesome if they rid him as like he thought he was the the, the chosen one yeah. he was thought like he thought he'd be the one to save the world I don't and then know he gets himself that would upset me because it makes a lot more sense from what they were seemingly leading up to to what ended up happening well i was mostly whole arc should have been its own movie or something instead yeah like so, it should have been like the kenzon special or something yeah, exactly. you know what it, you know what it is this episode was exact pretty much just a retelling of their first fight the exact same thing happened it's just they fight and kenzon wins and disaster dies um but the no. only thing that happened this time was it took longer and it had its own insert theme no but they like they legit should have just written them as like this car, like I loved how Kenzon was in the in the very beginning, where he was just kind of like, "You're a fucking scrub. I'm better than you. Get I, good, I, noob. I, I, I train. I train every day." So yeah, like he should have just he should have been this cocky, overconfident guy this whole fucking time, and then like he gets into his head like by Reika that like, "Oh, Tom is a fucking traitor and stuff," and it's like, "Are you really Kento's gun? Fuck you!" I, I don't know why you think that I had like you. Well, I, I was gonna. I was going to say you were going to be upset because I wanted him to die. I wanted him to end up dying in the show. Okay, I'm glad that you didn't say that, which I do agree with. I just thought for some reason you thought that I really liked Kenzen. No, no, no. Yeah, because I was thinking, there's... like, I no, he was kind of a jerk, but, like, no, he shouldn't have died. But I think that him going to the dark side and then being like, crap, this is a bad idea would have... It's like he was contemplating it for the entire thing, and then they ran out of time, and he was like, well, now I don't have time to be evil. <laughs> My problem with the Kenzon story throughout this whole show, there are two major points to the, the problem. Number one, the reason he started fucking off and hanging out with disaster and all this is not just because of Toma. He started questioning himself, like, oh, what is true strength? What is What does it mean to be truly strong? And even at the end of this episode... There's no fucking answer! That's what was the point of the journey? Which leads into my second point of the problem with the Kenzon story. Absolutely fucking zero things he has done throughout the entire story has contributed to the actual plot happening. Can you can anyone think of one thing Ren did that was narratively significant? No. All I can think of is him appearing and, like, existing as a writer, and that is, like, the bare minimum, sadly. No. And you know what, you know what the probably, you know what the real truth behind these you two probably were, too? Arc, like, a movie or a special, that would make more sense. No. 
Kenzon and Disaster probably conceptualized and made when, like, the head writer was writing the show, whatever, like that. Then he went off to do whatever the fuck else he was doing. And so then, like, the other writers, they, the, and the show producers and everything, they had these two characters who they had, they had no idea what the fuck they were going to do with them. And because, like, you know, the head writer wrote them a certain way, and they're like, we don't know what else to do with them. So literally, these two characters, they just had them off to the side doing their own thing because they did not know what to do with them. Also, also keep in mind that Disaster Suit Actor was busy because you know, he, he, he was Kiermay Red. That too! So like, God! Let, let, let me tell you my vision for how this, this arc should have happened. A Please much better do. version. Please do. Let's say that Ren, intimidated by Toma's strength, chose to walk the path of the Megiddo along with with uh, disaster, he was tempted. He gets tempted by the power that he sees the Megiddo has, and because he has a warped idea of what strength really is, he accepts the darkness of the Megiddo, becomes one himself, just like the three main ones did. And for a few episodes, maybe like ten-ish episodes, he's a villain, and it breaks everyone's hearts, and they don't like having to fight him. But when Toma comes at him with his new power-up, whether it's elemental or crossover or whatever, and he brings Ren to his knees, and he almost kills him, but he refuses because he knows there's still some good left in him. And that reignites the soul of justice within Ren. And in a last-ditch sacrificial maneuver, you know all those books of the people that we saw in this episode? In a last-ditch effort, he heroically saves them all, but gets killed by Storius in the process. That would have been such a good A act. noble sacrifice, character development, narratively significant. That's what should have happened. Thank you. Exactly. That wasn't what happened, though, and that's not the truth. Yeah. No, but, like, the fight between the two and the visuals and shots we got... Super good. They even they even put in the new insert theme, Will Save Us, sing, sung by May. Why would you put in a theme song sung by May for the fucking Ken's on disaster fight? She has nothing to do with this. Also, there's this... Just like the entire episode. Maybe just she like just the sang show. the song and it doesn't actually have anything to do with her. It's just also, the person who plays her singing the song. Also, also but then why her? Also, they've, they've, been doing this new, they've been doing this new habit where, like, something happens, like, with a character... And then the next episode, they're like all in the room discussing stuff, and it's like, and like May's like, oh yeah, I met Luna by the way, and she ran away, and they're like, you're just telling us this now? Three episodes now, we've gotten characters doing something, and then someone else is like, why didn't she tell us this before? No, but the reason this time is May was embarrassed to tell them about it because she's a terrible fucking babysitter as she's usual. A babysitter, yeah. And then when <laughs> just like, just like I, Dr. Hibbert leaning over Luna's body. Caused by bad, bad babysitting. babysitting. <laughs> Bump on the <laughs> noggin. No, but then the like each and Garvey here we were watching it or whatever like that. But like, so they show like disaster like fighting Ren or whatever like that, and like Ren's on the ground and disaster is like about to like slash against Ren like in his face. So it's like, uh, so you see the blade coming down. Cuts to fucking commercial, yeah. and I it was so quick. It cut away so fast. That was the funniest shit I've ever seen. I died. So yeah, remember last week when disaster swiped at Toma? They cut the commercial, and when they came back, that hadn't happened For yet. Like in two minutes, they fucking did it again. Yep. They did. <laughs> like, what is happening in Toei's editing bay? Like, last week's episode should have been when Toma goes, 
We can make, we'll make it. Cut to commercial, come back. Gar, yes, you got your hand up? Uh, <laughs> See, we're, this is what Cast Strangers would be like. I miss it so much, Gar. <laughs> Maybe they sent all the good editors over to superhero Senki. Mm. We'll see if that movie turns out to be good. Watch, well, well, watch that movie's like the fucking worst thing we've ever seen. Well, 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 like, you notice the last battle in this episode also had that they were all inside and then suddenly there's the next shot and they're all outside. Well, that's because if you paid attention, Charybdis like does its like book scene change ability. Yeah, it, it did. And that it was a, was great. But the, what I'm saying is like that proves that they know how to put transitions in. Yeah. All they have to do is turn the page. Yeah, they know when to have it be like like when they did in XA where it was like they changed the background with the pixel effect or they knew how to do it with the, with the page turn. Yeah. But they also apparently are just like, let's cut a scene really weirdly with the commercial in the middle of it. What if it's I don't, like, I don't know. What if it's like you're skimming future pages and then you go back to what you're already... If there was some sort of visual effect indicating that, maybe. But no, it's just terrible editing. Oh my god. You know what? You know what was no, fun to notice in the opening? Tassel's still in it. Yeah, I saw him. And I was just like, he's dead now. He deserves to be in it, though. Yeah. Um, it cuts to the scene where Tassel's doing his little dancing. It's just the empty room. <laughs> no. No, it's just Yuri standing in there looking sad. Yeah, just, no. <laughs> um. It's him in the afterlife. So finally, like. Reika and Duranda, I can't remember fucking Ryoga's name. Ryoga. Yeah. You say the Shindai twins. Yeah. So, like, they finally. Yeah, see Butch. They... Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you were calling them, like, Team Rocket, but not Jesse and James. It's Cassidy and Butch. It's, it's Butch. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> it's Butch. Um, it's just May patronizing the heck out of him, and she's just behind her, like, oh my god, you. Yeah, no, so they, like, they finally decided to take the sticks out of their fucking, the swords out of their fucking asses, and actually go, like, <laughs> we will. Coming up, Matoma, we will help you. I. Uh, <laughs> Apologize. <laughs> but yeah, no, we see like May, like, like, kind of like un unintentionally, like, like sipping on fucking Durandal and teasing him, and like Rickus is like, this bitch, my Onisama. Yeah, like if so, if like Decker gave me a screenshot, not not a gif, please. Yeah, let's can't not... do gifs anymore. Yeah, by the way, a screenshot of her. Angrily holding her sword up to her face. That's the face. Yeah, of the by the way, for those who weren't aware, uh, you might have noticed last week's episode got double uploaded. That's because Toei hit us with a fucking copyright strike. Yeah, Toei noticed us, bitches. We now have official confirmation that Toei has, in fact, watched our videos because I made them <laughs> watch it to appeal a copyright strike. Oh my gosh. Which they flatly denied, so I had to take down the episode. And redo it. But the short, the end of it is we can't show gifts of the episodes anymore. I'm sorry, Decker. I I'm know, sorry. We know, that, we know that was your jam, and you were really good at it. Yeah. At least gifts of toy things. We can show gifts of other stuff. Yeah. But yeah, so I thought it was a weird choice that, like, with Saber to confront Storius, like, finally, he takes these two with him. Like, why not fucking Rintaro and Kento? Well, I mean, they've this all... two besties. I feel like it's partly because the Shindai twins haven't had as much to do lately. 
That face. <laughs> that face is amazing. Yeah, oh my, yeah, that's that's the face of the week for Saber. It's, it's super good. <laughs> that face, one hundred percent, is the is the definition of character assassination. Like I like, I liked it when she was like a fucking stone cold bitch. Which is funny. I hate this kind of like kind of Onisan fucking thing she has now. It's funny, like your character assassination, because she's trying to assassinate another character. Yeah, but just like <laughs> everyone, she was like. Being taken seriously. A dark, schemy bitch. And then now she she's got, like, just the cool fucking Siscon Bro Onisama simp thought. I just said a lot of words that I hate. Yeah, yeah. that's just a lot of words in general. Remember, <laughs> fans is happy scary, that we didn't call her character simp. I like that even in this shot. <laughs> I like that the, no, I like that this shot too. Like Ryoga, like doesn't even know how to, what like how to process what's happening oh right God. now. He's like, you can tell he doesn't talk to a lot of women. <laughs> you know what that photo reminds me of? Homer of the chair and Bart's in the bathtub. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> um, we also get a cute little scene where like, uh, Rintaro's like talking to Luna or whatever like that. And he's just like, oh, I'm talking above you. I'm sorry. And he like goes down to her level. And it's like, I, I, as a former homo sapien and now car under plates, and also, still not a homo sapien. It just reminded me so much of when you first met Toma and you just walked in on the lion and said similar things. It was kind yeah, of nice. Yeah, yeah, that smug-ass face. Fucking, that's, I still have that. That's sitting. my boy. It's great. Um, so yeah. Uh, Saber, Durandal, and Sabala confront Storius and Charybdis. And as we go into this tower that he's hidden away in, the camera points yeah. up, and we see a bunch of books. Uh, so yeah, remember a long time ago when they were putting uh, altar books into humans and turning them into Megiddo? Yeah, no. I do. Apparently, Not this is where they all ended up. All those people that we thought were dead, but were apparently just captured within the ride book. <laughs> oh no, they're, they're dead now. They're dead now <laughs> because <laughs> they're fucking eat them. This <laughs> the first Scooby Doo movie. Well, yeah. Yeah, their faces like peeling out of the books. Oh god, yeah. that that movie. Like, I remember as a kid, I used to really tolerate Scrappy Doo. That movie made me. Fucking hate Scrappy Doo. No, he's a little, like he's a little bitch. Universe's weird version of him that's not actually Scrappy Doo. No, no, the best character will always be Scooby Dumb. I love Scooby Dumb. There's a Scooby Dumb. Yeah, Scooby Dumb, his cousin. Oh. His great cousin. He's, yeah, he's a, he's a great Scooby Doo. It's oh, awesome. that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dum dum dum. Would that make him a great actually dumb though? Yes. I don't remember him being dumb. Who's he was a... he, he named that? No, yeah, he, he, he was cut. Scooby. Yeah, Scooby Dumb. But yeah, just the whole human thing. I'm like, what the hell is going so Ichi had to explain to me. It's like, oh yeah, this happened earlier. It I'm was like, from around the time when Psycho showed up. I'm like, oh, you mean like episode 17, 18? 20 oh, yeah. fucking episodes ago? Yeah, that's why they have that fucking many of them, because they've been doing all this in the background the entire show. That's dumb. That's really dumb. Right, I, I See, we could have been focusing on all this crap instead of the time spent on Kenzon and Disaster. I remember when Nico tried to fucking fight Genmu with a fucking mop, and I was but, like, you like, dumb bitch. Yep. It's like... I forgot about the mop. You know, at least with freaking... At least with Kuga, like, you know, sort of like how Kuga, like, life form number zero, went around assassinating people all around the world and shit, or all around Japan. At least it was intended that, like, they're all doing this, but he's doing it on his own. 
And when he does show up, he's like, oh yeah, I killed like a million people. It's like, oh. Oh, so you mean Zero Go? Yeah, Zero Go. Yongo is Kuga. But life form Zero. No, I know, but you said Yongo, you said Yongo earlier. Yeah, Kuga was oh. number four. Number four. Zero Go. Sorry. Uh, yeah, and Dagavazeva was his name. Yeah, but this, it's just like, oh yeah, we've been capturing humans on the side. Why was this never addressed? It's like, okay, They maybe. did. At one point, they were talking about, like, oh, all these missing people. Yeah, they did show, like, a montage of, like, Legio and Zeus going around just, like, scooping humans up, so. Yeah, but it's like, that was like, like you said, that was when Psycho appeared. That was like 20 or so episodes ago. You just can't bring back a they plot point. I sort of forgot about it, which was, I'm glad which, they didn't forget about it entirely, though, because that would have been a lot worse. I mean, this is better than just dropping the plot point entirely. Yeah, At least exactly. we're, we're still dealing with like, oh, what were what have their motives been while the writers have been infighting all this time? But, but at least have After teased. the whole story, someone being like, wait, what about all those missing people? Or hell, you could have had this entire town be like a, like a character itself of like, Oh, she's the flower shop girl. Uh, he runs the mechanic shop. He does this. There's she too many that. of them for it to be worth the time. But they're just people. Exactly. That's just who it, they are. Doesn't matter. It's just innocence. Like it just could have been like, oh, I haven't seen her around a bit, and it would have made this feel a bit more intimidating, like personal and intimidating. That like you kidnapped all these people. I'm like, well, I guess that explains why the entire town feels fucking dead sadly there's that whole weird mental thing of people seeing nameless people as a statistic rather than people which is really upsetting yeah it's like like we play and i both watch ultraman ayaka city and room that was a character yep uh denko Chojin Gridman. that's like that entire community feels like an actual like town it just like there are ways to work around this and it's sort of like it feels hollow because it's like oh yeah we've taken these people why should we care the other question is from a narrative standpoint if all these attacks were happening why did no one ever know about it like may's book should have told them about yeah, at least some of these may sh and this is just poor execution of a show like not to mention you have 10 writers in this show like 10 oh, I lost count of how many there are 13 there are 13 writers in this show you're telling me you can't just have them do like, like that's something that scenes? that's something they could have had Kenzan doing this whole time fighting to defend all these people yeah that's a good point or hell god damn it remember how there were mooks mooks in the early early part of the show have them be the one kidnapping people and Kenzan's being like someone's gotta go do this sorry like sorry Ken Kenta freaking uh yeah, Kenta's his name, right? No. Ren is his yeah, name. Yeah, Kenzan is the writer. Yeah. Uh, so, sorry, Ren. We're busy doing this north-south thing. Fine. If no one's going to do it, he picks up a sword. I will. And he goes around saving the city. Exactly. That could even have led to a crisis of faith about are the Sword of Logos worth staying with. Yeah. Why aren't they backing me up? I don't know. That's not what happened. Anyway. Um, there are some Twitter disaster photos. So they... <laughs> So they fight Charybdis a bunch, including one of the scenes being the castle from Exit Episode 2 where Brave debuted. Yeah. Oh, is that what his name is? What? I've just been calling him Kirby. Oh. Oh, Charybdis, yeah. Remember when you used to have creepy baby noises. Yeah. Now he's a man with a giant fucking 
mouth. So then eventually he like eats Storius, and Storius kind of just like dissolves him. Yeah, so I guess Charybdis only existed to be a great big power m alchemy mixing pot. It's like a blender. So like he he, he has has himself get eaten by Charybdis along with the five books, Legil Zuos, uh, his own Megiddo book, the the uh, one from Castle, and Omniforce left from Master Logos, and apparently blended all in Charybdis's body. He just like fade, like crumbles away, and now we see that it's all mixed together into the Grimoire Wonder Ride book that Storius is going to use to become Common Rider Storius. Except that's not going to happen for several weeks because they just leave it on a cliffhanger right oh. before he's about to hit it. Damn. Why? Damn you, Olympics! Damn yeah, you! Gotta got tickle the balls. <laughs> ah! I don't care. <laughs> they I can wait. I'm kind of, I'm kind of just like where I am, the same where I was in zero one, where I'm just kind of like, I'm just waiting, I'm just waiting for the next rider. Bring on Revice. I want to see what he's about. It's, it's funny that you say that because even to this week, I have been watching the raw of every episode of Saber that day it airs since the show started. I have not done that with any other rider show I've ever watched. Mm. Oh, Our but, final, final thoughts on this show will be very interesting. But it's just, It'll be me crying a lot. Just yeah. a heads up. It's sort of just weird to think that... <laughs> it's sort of just weird to think that, like, okay, what's the next episode? The entire plot goes on pause so that we can do two crossover episodes with Zenkaidra. Oh, one more thing. So when Kenzan finishes off Disast, like, as Disast is dying, his, like, dying request is... Make sure you eat the red ginger with your ramen. And Ren, the fucking empathic mastermind. Fucking no. But but then he, he does anyway. He does like, anyway. He's like he's like he's like <laughs> And then we get like we get a nice shot of like him sitting like eating the ramen with the red ginger what pepper or whatever. I, I, that just made me laugh so fucking much. We're, we just got went through this heartfelt. Supposedly, it was supposed to be this whole heartfelt emotional battle between Kenzon and Disaster, clashing of ideologies, the reason for one's existence, the the dramatic music playing, and then as Disaster lets himself be free and conveys his dying wish to Ren for his own sake to help improve his life. And he Ren just, just turns, know. he just turns around and goes, "Fucking no!" That's just, I mean, way to kill the scene. That's what Ren is like, unfortunately. I think I think I know a perfect way. Around the only way he could have made it worse is if he just replied, "Fucking got ye." Or how about this? What if, as disaster was dying, he just tells Ren, "Live life to the fullest." No. And that no, no. And he just <laughs> nods, like he, no, no, he just nods. Zast dies and this episode also did what last episode did with a weird after credit scene, but it's a fucking show. Why is there an after credit scene? But like you see him eating the ramen with the red ginger. I think it should have been he opens up the ramen. He's about to eat it, looks at the packet of red ginger, opens it up, pours it in. Yeah. Think of it. Live life to the fullest. And then, like, you never know if you're not gonna like it or not. Yeah. Might as well try. And yeah. then he like, and then he like, fucking, he has disaster's book and like, 
like all three of us watching were just like, oh, it's like Edgy Knock. I'm like, oh, yeah, but done so, worse. So now we all know that Ren's going to go on some sort of fucking adventure to find a way to restore disaster back no. to life. Well, well, we know Kirby ate a piece of him, so he's a part of that. So what if... Oh, yeah. So what if uh, all that I don't know. free and then that, that's what recreates... Uh, no. Oh, actually. maybe. The whole Edgy Knock did it better because they were such a good duo and stuff like that. Uh, go and Chase was... A lot better. Yeah. Which is still unconfirmed if Mach has, like, a ghost. If they ever succeeded. No, the only instance we got was, like, a brief, like, chase possessed the, the human dude. Kano Koichi. Yeah, for, like, temporarily. I still said Kano should be chaser! Yes. But anyways, so they tried to, like, rekindle that kind of relationship again with these two but like we don't care you didn't do anything with them so why do we give a fuck about these two we don't exactly so you wasted two possibly really good characters so like and especially in the last like three episodes of the series yep we shouldn't be focusing on two side characters we need to focus on toma rintaro kento also red's mom's probably wondering where he's been <laughs> Sora, dinner! She isn't dead. Maybe Sora? Previous, maybe previous Kenzon was his mom. So just... Maybe Ren's dad's probably worrying where he is. <laughs> you know what? Like, I usually am, like, kind of about, like, more riders and stuff like that, but I think I think for Revice, I'm gonna go with, like, like Garyu. She says, less characters! Let's have a main focus of them. Like, just a couple of them. Go, maybe go back to the, the two... No, the two no, no. I will not go back to the two rider formula. That was a fucking curse. As good as some of those shows are, no. Okay, what would what would be your minimum three. in a show now? Three. I would say three. three. No less than three. Okay, three. Three. I'm fine with. Maybe three, and then like the cool badass mammy weird. But like, stop with the evil final villain riders. That's been done to death now. I'm actually kind of sick and tired of that. That's stupid. I, I think that's a I think that's a hit and miss. It's not, there's not they're not all bad. I think it's just the problem of like it doesn't make them unique because they're just another common rider. Like how at, least, at least Cronus was interesting. Like Cronus was cool. Well, Cronus had a great debut, but then his character powers. powers are cool. But then Cronus's power like then Cronus as a character immediately just jumped a ship and became his son. Yeah, well, I wouldn't even say that. At least Dan Corona was Gold, entertaining. Gold Drive was such a fucking awesome final villain. Like, I, I loved Gold well, Drive. Well, because it's like, you know, it was to mock Shinosuke. I'm like, oh, look at me. <laughs> look at me, I'm, uh, become, I'm the very thing that you are, that the people but look at. But shinier! But, but evil. <laughs> but yeah, so just like, like we'll, we'll see what Revice is going to be. We have no idea what the fuck it's going to be like, but like, just... We do know don't waste characters! You do know that we're probably gonna have the first rider around for like the first two months before we get a secondary rider. Cool. Cool. Yeah, because I mean, what we didn't get like cross until like what, like twelve episodes in or something? I believe it was ten. Yeah. Yeah, like ten episodes, which is fine. Allows him to develop more as a character. Yeah, don't yeah. don't do like two Kaiser. We're fucking episode seven. Oh look, there he is. <laughs> Got him. No, I said as much as Zenkaiser has improved, improved in. Big air quotes. It's funny as hell. <laughs> the closest thing to improve that I will say about Zenkaiju is it's made me laugh more. It's a bit more comedic, but story-wise, it's still just... Eh. 
We're still grasping at the story, waiting for it to happen. Anyways, Ichi, I know you're really excited for, like, the finale of fucking Saber, but I really think it's going to be, like, not good. Because you know, you know they're going to end it, like, super, like, really dumb, and then, oh, five fucking B-cinemas to actually complete the story. I'm expecting to be disappointed, but we'll see what happens. I mean, we'll get, like, a, you know we're going to get, like, a Blades movie, and you're going to fucking yes. eat that shit up, so. Give it to me. Give yeah. it to my no, face. No, like, finish your main story in your show, and then can, you know, I branch say, off in the movies. I will say, as much as I enjoyed Exade and the movie trilogy that came after, having the plot be unresolved in the show is a fucking sin. Thank you. I've been saying that for years, but everyone's like, oh no, the Exade movies are pretty good. You should. Those are no. both true. I enjoyed the Exade movies, but you should. But I think the plot should have been resolved in the show. You shouldn't have to buy additional material just to see the end of the story. If anything, that's an insult for those who can't afford to like buy these movies, yeah, or stream these movies. It's an insult to them because you can never find out how it actually ends. It like. The perfect example of how this is this is done, like a multimedia storyline is done correctly, things like Dot .hack. There's games, there's anime, there's movies, there's manga, but each one of them is a complete story. You don't need all of them to understand each of them. It's funny, because that's what my Rompa did a pretty good job with that too, but there were a few things that were a little eh. Uh, Specifically with the anime, with Game 3 actually being the anime? Well, I'm not 100% sure about that yet. I'm still on my journey through Danganronpa. The first game was an excellent self-contained story, and the second game did an amazing job of turning the story into an entire story. And I'm literally in two days, I'm starting Ultra Despair Girls, which is the story that's sort of between everything. And then the Danganronpa 3 anime that supposedly wraps up everything. And then there's the V3 game, which is apparently reboot from what I'm hearing. But I'm looking forward yeah. to going through all of it. It's weird. Um, but yeah. But yeah. So, Saber. Sorry for the tangent. <sighs> Gotta step up. You got two episodes left. You better fucking wow us. You better. Is it only two episodes? Do we know that for sure? Like four. Like we know. Okay, here's what we know. We know we're going. We're doing a crossover next week episode, and then after that, we're possibly going on a three week break. It's either one week or three week. I've heard both. It's one or the other. It is ending next month, and Revice is starting first week of September. Man. Wow. But yeah, so like, you better fucking resolve everything, I swear to no, God. No, it's going to be swell up in the V-Cinemas because this guy also wrote Ghost, where it the story kept going. Even to this day, it's still going with the Saber crossovers, which I guess those are considered canon. Like, he shouldn't have done the Ghost. He should have done the Ghost crossovers <laughs> until after the series was done. It, Not like, between, like, in between. Like, like, like I've been complaining about. This guy literally bailed on his own show to write his own fanfic. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna write something about my old thing I used. I was a head writer for. It's Remember like, Ghost? Remember? You know that thing. It's that back I said in Okay. All right. Let's move on to Zakaider. Yeah, chances Zenkai. Zenkai. 
So apparently the Tochi Tendo have a spa, and I kind of want to see it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing since it's since it's all robots, it's like the generic robot theme of like instead of a hot water salon or like hot water, it's like it, yeah, it's oil. Probably. So I'm not. I'm not going to. But I kind of, kind of wish I could. I wish I would. I want to keep like uh, I would love to keep a counter of every single time we see Stacy just like just pose <laughs> fucking drop pose it's into like every shot he comes combat in. roll on screen. Oh, it's great! Like he, like like last week we got like two weeks ago we got with the fucking wall like the fence the, the flip yeah, that was yeah, so no, good. Fence. So but yeah, like Adrian Adrian or whatever leaves and then you just see him just like fucking Black Widow into the fucking shot. No, like I just wanted to dub the Pink Panther theme over it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm, I'm expecting Deadpool to be like, oh, wait for it, wait for it, superhero landing. <laughs> Woo! Superhero landing! Yeah, that's really hard on the knees. Really hard on the knees. Uh, but yeah, so this episode's about bugs. But specifically, rhinoceros beetles. Kabuto Mushi. Which, what are the odds? The monster that they're fighting this, this week is a bug theme. Next episode is the Kamen Rider team up oh, that's interesting. i really they want someone to do that on purpose but but now i'm thinking you could have just like held off on the beetle for next week's episode that way it could have been like you know the riders fighting the beetle monster speaking of beetles by the toji tendo's beam they all turn into looking like like bug type pokemon trainers Spe- yeah, and speaking of beetles, let's let's quickly uh, pay attention to the best moment in the episode where they actually reenact the Beatles moment. Yeah, like that album cover where they're like crossing that famous like crosswalk or whatever oh like that. God, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe they fucking did that. That's, that's that's for the fucking like grandparents and parents in the room watching Zenkaiser with their kids. They're like, honey, did you see that? Honey, get out of here! This is the thing. <laughs> Well, Beatles! Oh, Abbey Road. Yeah, that's it. Abbey Road. Abbey Road. Yeah, Abbey. Mm. And also, I I was paying attention, so they made a big deal about how they were all Kabuto Mushi. I absolutely saw Kuwagata in there somewhere. Yeah. Oh, don't you mean a prey mantis? For the bug nerds to see it and then get angry. <laughs> yeah. The, the Power Ranger audiences, that, 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 that's a mantis. But yeah, so the Kabuto Mushi... <laughs> know that more than little kids watching the show who know everything about beetles. The Kabuto Mushi world hits people with its beam and they transform into bug catchers and start running around thinking they're catching bugs but they're not. They're just handling trash. I just love how prevalent bug catching and specifically beetle catching and raising is in Japanese media. I wish that was a thing here because they're so cute and they sell like jelly to feed them and habitats to keep them in. <laughs> like, I, I've even seen sorry, some like I've even seen some like bug catching and raising mechanics as like side mini games in some RPGs. But like and then like it only exists because that was what led to that world. Being well, yeah, I, well, yeah. I the bug, the bug Pokemon catching contest in fucking silver and gold was like the fucking hypest shit ever. Oh, I remember. You want you wanted to catch that Scyther. You wanted to catch that fucking Pinsir. You wanted to get the best fucking thing possible. Um, but yeah, then like Zox shows up because he fucking like Rider kicks the world. That was actually head. amazing. So cool. Like Zox, Zox has his moments where you can pull off being like really fucking cool. And then he just decides to be an absolute dickbag and use the others as fucking shields. Yeah, human shields, because apparently, like, if the beam already hits you once, doesn't affect you again, so... Which, I mean, I guess. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, he just like blocks them and stuff. And then like later on, we see like him up up in the ship with Flint or whatever like that, and like he's eating like pancakes. <laughs> the fucking tiny robot boys are eating <laughs> pancakes <laughs> somehow. Their little bites like and pancake on them. That was, was like just a... really just too much. It's cute. I mean, I guess they have to eat too, so... Do they? They're toys! They kind of have to eat, so... <laughs> it's like how... Do they poop? Oh, God. Does his ass poop? Is that what the title of Disaster's book is? Does... <laughs> Everybody poops. Yeah, but it's just no. Poops. No. <laughs> disaster, is this a is this a pimple or a boil? <laughs> <laughs> Cut to the wound that he's struggling to close. Mom, I need more OJ. It's in trouble, morphines. I'm the sheriff Lobo. Yeah, just just they're eating pancakes. It's like and like they're having like a contest, like who can eat the faster. And then like you hear like Ricky like cutting her, being like, "That's cheating! Get you that!" No, I'm just picturing Ricky from Trailer Park Boys forcing Ricky. No, God, oh, no. Fuck off, Zekajers. <laughs> Zox, what? The, uh, he just mispronounces words. Come on, Zox, put me in the gear to gear pancakes, the finger. Flint, pancakes, gears, let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Flint, it's just Zox with a whiskey. They can use pure Canadian maple syrup too. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, so. They 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 try like, they try and smuggle syrup in their zords. Yeah, so like they're they're eating pancakes, so they have like maple syrup or whatever like that. And so then like they get the uh, the idea to like they they use the, the Ranger Sentai gear to summon like Abrai Killer's weapon, which didn't realize is a fucking quill. Yeah, because when he first debuted, he kicked their asses, and they're like, "Who are you?" He literally spells his name up in the air, faces it towards them, be like. Fuck you guys, that's who I am. Wow. Wow, all right. What a badass. That, that's how much of an asshole he was. He literally writes in the air who he is. I'm that guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so he, like, yeah. draws, like, a giant fucking jar of maple syrup, a syrup on a building and then, like, smashes the bottle so, like, the... Because, the, like, beetles and bugs they are, like, trying to sap. syrup all over the side of a very tall building. Yeah, and it actually works because, like, bugs are attracted to sap. So, oh my god. Like, I gotta say, Zuck's pretty smart sometimes. It's like that. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh my god. He <laughs> hand wrote it! <laughs> I never thought I'd see a ranger whose weapon was a fucking quill. Well, you know what they say the pen is mightier than the sword. It's really like you wrote it in English. Yeah. yeah. In cursive. In cursive. Cursive That's English. fucking amazing. What a baller. I fucking hate cursive. And you wanna know the best part about him? His first debut episode? Fuck it, it's not set in the present. It's basically, where the hell has this guy been the entire show up to this point? Cool. Wow. So the entire episode is just an origin. His backstory? Yeah. Auto Ranger sounds... <laughs> honestly, Auto Ranger sounds really good. Auto Ranger is good, but I wouldn't recommend watching Hurry Kenter and then straight into Auto Ranger, because I really loved Hurry Kenter. Mm. And then Auto Ranger felt a little amp, but I've really grown to really appreciate it more. I love that Barashitara tried to stop two guys' just fucking form change dance. No, 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 no dancing. We yeah, also loose in here. Usually, yeah, he also like he has some history with socks. It's like, oh, we haven't seen you in a while. He's like, yeah, just take fucking raid your base, bitch. And he's like, Ugh. my favorite moment in the whole episode is when Kaito. Like he, like after he snaps out of the delusion, he just realizes, oh shit, I need to fight. He just comes 
barreling out of nowhere and just fucking drop kicks the world enemy in the fucking face. Oh, so good. But even he felt like the repercussions. Like, yeah, he's like ah! on the ground, like, ah, fuck. I, I think that's what made the scene. Like, you <laughs> see, like, he doesn't strike the landing. No, he ends up on the ground, like, like he's holding his like his hip because he landed he's on like, like, on the ground. Got him. He's like, <laughs> like I, I gotta give it to Kaido, man. Like he's got fucking balls. Also, like, his new vest looks nice. Yes, yes, he's got his summer outfit on. It's like the vest. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so the rest of the Zenkaijus are fucking they're like in indisposed Lala, because yeah, they're like Gowan has. We're a- helping. So time like, for Kikaidoids. Time for Kikaidoids. <laughs> I'm just gonna go on this chair. Teletubbies reference? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Teletubbies. Um. Anyways. Just right around the middle. Uh. Also, also, Stacy, like, because he recognized Kaito's parents. He's like, hmm. So we get a little cute scene where he's trying to figure out like a like a like a keyword to like to like unlock them. Okay. So like before we get into that, Spider-Man, like in the first Spider-Man movie where he's trying to shoot web. Before we get into what Stacy does. What the fuck is this that we're looking at with Kaito's parents? Are those like their minds, or is this like clones of them? We have no I idea what they are. I thought they were just frozen. Cryogenically no frozen inside the. Tokyo. But then why are they holograms? Because it's probably just. Their it's, like, it's like a it's like a live feed of them or something. Maybe, but yeah. they didn't explain anything. It's, but yeah, it's, it's called foreshadowing. Ma- yeah, Decker suggests maybe they're AI copies of them. Oh, maybe. Uh, but yeah, so Stacy. There's a gif. So like, oh my god. So Stacy, like, he's trying to figure out like a keyword, like something that would kind of like, you know, make them wake up. Jostle so like, yeah. Bit. So he like does like a bunch of Kaito stuff, and then he just like thinks about like Zen Kaiser's like roll call pose. So he does the whole thing. It. He performs the whole thing, and it's adorable too because like we did find out that he auditioned for Zen Kaiser, didn't get the role. But they made wrote Stacy for him because they liked him so much. So it was actually kind of cute to see, like, oh, here's what he'd be like if he was Zenkaiser. So it was it's like, so play. funny that the best character in the show was one who was written after the fact. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, we like you. Put make a character. So it was really cool. Uh, eventually, he does like. I think he kind of yeah he wakes them up, but, but then he, like he, also wakes up Sechan or something. Well, what. He does wake them up, but he walked away before seeing that, so he didn't notice that they were woken up. And then, like, Sechen's, like... sends a whole bunch of files to Sechen for the new power-up. Yeah, which he, like, Yeah, maybe they were AI. Yeah, so, like, Sechen, like, goes and, like, wakes up, he's like, Oh, fuck, I gotta go, he's like, He's like, I just love that. Like the floor drops from under him, and he just falls into the and pit. And he just starts like pecking on the fucking keyboard like yep. super fast. And then he uh, he thinks of like a design, so then he uh, goes to Flint, but Flint like is trying to like like what the fuck's going on and stuff, and he's like, I need a favor from you, and she's like, okay. And yeah, together see, they invent the Zenkaiju gear. That I like more than Flint just showing up and be like, oh look, I made Sentai gears. How? Yeah, right. At least here it's like, you know, she's working with Shen Chen who has all the information. Yeah, and, and materials. And material. But here it's like, just here's the thing. Okay. So they invent the Zenkaiju gear, aka the Fang memory. Yeah, it's basically Which... Fang memory. So like, and it's and it's like little like kaiju mode. It looks like the quantum the quantum racks. Which I, I may have to get it because it says kaiju. Kaiju. And, yeah. Kaiju. And then when you when you flip it over into like where you actually put it into the changer, it looks like Dragon Caesar's head. Yeah. So. Mouth on it is so cute. Yeah, I feel like that's an Ranger reference. 
It's a, I discussed this when we talked about the toy. It's a reference to all four Sentai with dinosaurs and the Q-Rex. Wait, how's that a reference to Reef Soldier? Because when you flip it around, it's just like the Reef Soul Changer. Oh. And with that, we get the debut of Super Zenkaiser and... Ooh, it's so fucking cool. Which Such a nice suit. Won't lie, it looks better in motion. Yeah. I'm still kind of on the fence about it. I think the weapon's cool, but I just don't like that, oh, now he's just a big, bulky robot thing like the rest I mean, of them. You know, you know me, I like my bulkiness, so. <laughs> I will say, the theme song that played during this oh, debut. His insert song. So fucking good. And then he just does this awesome he where he like fires a blast but like fires the fucking spear and it just impales and drills into the fucking oh, yeah, because beetle world. I also what... like the drill that the drill like shot out like a chain. That was cool. Yeah, because of uh, I can't remember its Japanese name, but Dragon Caesar. Oh, I know it that name, but I don't remember the combination when it combined with Daijujin. Oh, I don't know. I think it was like the Dragon Zord in fighting mode. Yeah, Dragon Zord battle mode. Let's just call it that. How its final attack is how it impaled the staff into the opponent, and that left a gaping hole, and it exploded. Cool. I feel like this is a good rendition of that, where he like I have a gun, so I'm gonna shoot, but the bullet, like the energy bullet, is going to be the spear. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's just such such a cool suit. I love it because like honestly, Dragon Zord is like one of the coolest fucking swords ever. So he's Mechagodzilla. He is Mechagodzilla. He appears to be a Mechagodzilla. <laughs> and then something else super interesting happens when Kabutomushi Die World shows up. He turns the whole city into a jungle. Like it was, it was actually really cool. Like they basically filmed this fight in a forest and just had a bunch of city models, like yeah. building models around them. That was really clever. Yeah, I don't think we've seen anything like that before. I think the last thing... Tokyuger did a house. Like, they fought inside a house. Yeah, that's right. And I think before that, it was like, Magi Ranger fought in a cave. Yes. But this is like, probably the most recent where they've been... Done something creative with the Zord fight setting. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I like ideas like that. You know what I also liked in this? Uh, it was only in this in this episode. I'm not sure if we'll keep doing it or not. But when the four Kikinoids were talking, the screen split, and you saw them like actually interacting, like what they were saying. Cool. Yeah. And I think that's a better way to represent them because you know they're not in the cockpit. They are Zords. It makes them feel more like more human in a sense. Yeah. Sort of like how a new gen Ultraman, you see the host inside the Ultra Suit. Oh, yeah. Um, they're like, hey, where's Kaito? Oh, there he is. Why are you big? Is he thicker? Th oh. Damn! <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. Damn, he's thick! Yeah, it's just go on. Oh, he's thick! <laughs> um, Kaito enters the bar. Dang, and then they they thank Kaido or Socks and Flint with like a meal and like Flint's like I made another one. Yeah, Flint just pulls it out. Oh look, it's a pirated copy. <laughs> Here you go, bro. Yeah, so we're gonna see Super Two Kaiser next week, which is also the crossover, which means the crossover is canon. Which which is just with Durandal and Savala. 
And then they wear dresses, apparently. Oh, oh, why is he in a dress? I I don't want to know. I'm more annoyed by the fact that you literally have so many writers to choose from. I think Buster and Slash would have been good. Hey, I know. Let's get the characters where their DX toys are premium Bandai. And aren't even out yet. And aren't even out yet. Not the characters where we'll have to sell their... From what I understand, Saber's been doing poorly with toy sales. Mm. Imagine this. If you got Buster and Slash in there, you are also promoting the Buster and Slash sword. You'll probably get these things off the fucking shelves. <laughs> Otherwise, Revice's budget is going to be nothing. Yeah. Because, you know, it all depends on how well the other toy line did. So it's like, uh, here you go. <laughs> but I guess that may not affect Revice since it is the 50th anniversary, so they may go all out with the with the budget, I'm not sure. Yeah, a lot of cool stuff, honestly. So. But I'm just more annoyed that, like, hey, let's give them Ryoga, the most non... Like, he has no character. Why? Why have him team up with the Zenkaijers? How about... I would, I would prefer Buster. Yeah. Think let's, of it. let's put it this way. We're giving him a chance to develop some character. I mean, he's standing there in a fucking dress. The man's in a dress for coming up <laughs> God... All right, uh, feature topic time. Woo! Oh, we're opening our eyes. I have been super excited to get to this topic. This is one of my favorite rider shows. Story time. So Ryuki did Gangbusters. Does, does that mean good? I don't know. Yes, Gangbusters is like, it blew up. Okay. It blew up in views in yeah, it blew up in viewership, it blew up in toy sales, where it surpassed Curry Kenger. Of course it blew up in toy sales, there's fucking thirteen riders. Hmm. So basically uh Mori Productions was sort of like, hey, we sort of want to do a like a Kikaida reboot after Ryuki. You know, it's sort of just to keep the waters changing. But since because of like bit but because of Ryuki's high popularity. But then bleh. Uh, yeah, because of Ryuki's high popularity, they sort of went like, well, I guess we're going to do another Rider show. But how do we top something that, you know, it had 13 Riders, it had character development, it had character issues of like, you know, even the villain can be a Rider. How do we top that? The idealism of the hero, the villain is the hero of their own journey. Yes. So that's what Fives is heavily about. It's about showcasing that the villains aren't just the angry monsters. Yeah, this is one of the first shows where the monster of the week were actually original, originally humans that became monsters. By accident. Because it's not something that they can just trigger. It's, no, you... So basically, we have the orphan. I mean, aside from obviously the original Ichigo, where all the monsters were just mutated people. Yeah, but they chose that. Yeah. You know, unlike here with the Orphanok, you have to die. Yeah, so the idea was that the Orphanoks were supposedly touted as the next evolution of humanity, but only a chosen few could ascend to their ranks. Gee, I wonder what big movie franchise was popular at the time. Definitely not the movie that had a bunch of men with this sort of X gene in it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Y men. 
My God, new mutants. Ex, ex Swordman? Oh, oh, wait, no, I'm sorry, Daredevil. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love that movie. Watch the director's cut, not the original. Well, that, no, of course, I'm talking about the X Men. Yeah. Uh, Pies is actually a very interesting one because it was the first Rider series that I actually fully completed. Because, like, I, my first one was Kabuto, but I only had 23 episodes at the time. But Pies, uh, my friend, or uh, Greencaster, he uh, gave me the entire series of Pies, and I watched it all. So, weird memory I have with it. I ate peanuts a lot when I watched Pies. Because I bought some peanuts, and then every time I watched Pies, I wanted peanuts. I ate peanuts when I watched Pies. Open your gut with these nuts. No, that's just, that's just like, that's, just, that's, just, that's, honestly, that's honestly just an autistic thing I have. Like, I eat, I need to eat a certain food with certain things I watch. Did you not hear what I said? Yeah, I heard. Oh, I chose to ignore it. <laughs> Anyways, so, yeah, so Fies, Fies has... I, I, I like Fies. I thought it was a really cool show. Fies is one of the shows that are much heavier on the narrative rather than the gimmicks. I mean, well, that's, that's it was all Ryder back then. Yeah, I'll say about this. Out of all the shows that that, act, that, that producer worked on, because, you know, you, he did Akito, he did Fies, I believe he did Kiva. You, you know the guy that I'm talking about, the one that had the entire article showcasing all the similarities yeah. for the show. I feel like Fies is probably his best one. Yeah. And yeah, uh, CO2 is mentioning the Hyper Battle DVD. That was actually the first Fies thing I saw too. And anyone who who likes Toku in any capacity needs to watch it, even if you haven't watched Fies, because this is fucking hilarious. He's only seen the Hyper Battle video because I showed it to him like three weeks ago. For those who don't know, the Fies Hyper Battle video is a fucking musical. It's an opera. It's an opera, a musical. It's got parodies of West Side Story, Mary Had a Little Lamb. What? And a bunch of others. Yeah. And like, if you look it up on YouTube, it is there, fully English subbed. It's funny as It is such a trip. And that's what convinced me to watch the show. Yeah. And it's so different yeah, from like the actual show. They're like, they're like describing, they're like describing like the, the, the writers of the show. And it's like, come and ride a Pfizer. It's a fucking opera. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It, it was it's it's pretty eye-opening. Crazy, Definitely. but also amazing. Henshin Kodo Go Go Go! It's legit an opera. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but All the right. first two episodes of Fies. Much different. They're, they're not about Fies. They're about Kiva. Yeah. This is this is one of my favorite shows for the reason that. The side characters like Kiva and, and Yuka and Kaido are literally just as important as the writers themselves in the narrative. Arguably more. Because that's what they were going for. But they're not just monsters. They were people. Monsters can be people too. Like, oh, look at Kiva. Had a girlfriend. Had a, he, he had a car. Life was going <laughs> he, well. Until, he had a car. Until some asshole who was... A generic Japanese truck that fucking is responsible for every fucking accident. car accident and anything. The accident truck. Isn't it the one that they all call truck-kun? <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, it is. Usually related oh, oh, oh. to um, Sekai anime where people die in trouble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the recent one I always know is like that girl like running out and she like in the first episode of her show or whatever like that, she runs out and immediately gets fucking run over by a truck. Wow. Yeah. In which, I, I, I'm sorry, but I gotta make the Digimon reference. Well, did you see that? No, I was sleeping. But you're driving! 
that's pretty much what happened. But yeah, so like Kiba, he's 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 a good boy. He you know yeah like I say, he has a girlfriend. He's got a car, and they're driving. They're all nice and stuff like that. Can't buy a truck. Coma for two years. Then notice that the skidding sound effects that they used were the same skidding sound effects that are used in Disney's Alice in Wonderland. Weirdly specific. I don't know why, but like my brain instantly recognized it. Like when the <laughs> card is skidding along the ground trying to become the hoop in time during the croquet game, it's the exact same skidding sound. Wow. <laughs> Which I will admit, the only thing that would have made this ten times worse is if the truck just kept driving. Oh god, so what was it? Yeah. No, 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 he, no, no sorry, he accidentally hit him. Fuck it, I ain't getting suit. Oh shit, and, fuck. Yeah, like I ain't getting suit and just keeps driving. Yeah, that's how worse this could have been. Oh no, it's 2003. We don't have reliable cell phone cameras to capture his license plate. Well, actually, this was two years ago, so 2001. Oh yeah, it's two years beforehand. Two years later, so it's not 2003. Kiba died, which it's okay. He got better. Actually, this makes did he? This makes me question a lot. So basically, Kiba's parents are dead. They die in the crash. But he goes into a coma for two years. Not that. Who the hell was paying his medical bills? His parents are dead, then who's keeping him alive? Maybe his uncle? I guess, because when he goes back to his place, finds out, oh yeah, your dad's business went, oh, maybe it was his dad's business insurance where we kept him. Maybe. Yeah, so like his, his, like, the house got taken because like his dad's company went under and then like, uh, they had massive debt. Except we find out, nope, his uncle's just a corrupt, crooked asshole and he did it himself. Yeah. And uh, his girlfriend, well, it's been two years. She moved on. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 they frame it like she's a terrible person for moving on, but really think about that. Two years? Yeah. That's a lot. When they've only been together for one year? And, uh, and when you find out that, like, you've died. Yeah, they thought he died. Yeah, so. <laughs> you, you moved on? Kiba, it was till death to us part. So we he's weren't just, married. Yeah. <laughs> so he, so the, the, man, the man's just wandering wandering around the rain trying to figure out like what do I do with myself yeah, like, and then like, he discovers even, that, even though we just excused quote unquote Chie's decision to move on I still feel fucking awful for Kiva in this show yeah. because he's through no fault of his own he lost two years of his life and now walk, is walking around completely alone in the world his parents are dead his girlfriend's moved on his uncle has ruined his life and finances and his and his family's legacy. There goes his credit. And yeah, and he's just wandering around in the world with no one and nothing. It's so fucking anyways, awful. So anyways, he turns into this giant horse demon. Yeah. So in which horse orphanoc. Yeah, yeah. When he died Horfanoc. Uh it was revealed that like, you know, you know, okay, time of death, he came back because he is one of the selected few that could become an orphanoc. Because that's the thing about this show. You, not everyone dies and comes back as an orphanoc. It is a select few. Thus, that's why they feel that they are the next evolution in humanity. Yeah, and it, yeah. it's it's fucked up too. Like the 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 humans that get like killed by other orphanocs, which is like it's pretty fucked up. Like the, some some of them put like these like vein things like through down into like where their heart is, and then you just see like an X ray zoom in of their heart and it just gets fucking dissolved, and then they just. Like, they die, come back as, like, temporary zombies, and then just turn to fucking dust, and just, it's they're gone. It's pretty terrifying. It's, it's fucked up. 
And then, and then you have Kiva. He doesn't use his fucking tentacles or anything. He just stabs your heart and it turns to dust. Stabs it with his penis-shaped sword. <laughs> Looks like a penis. I'm sorry. I got a sword. I'm gonna stab it. You stab it. Yeah, so like we... So far, better Saber Rider than Saber. So like we see him like do it on like the dude... like <laughs> just, just like Kiva as he stabs... Like this is going ahead a little bit, but just like Kiva as he stabs Chie... This is more satisfying than our when we actually had sex. <laughs> no, but it, it's pretty like like I was watching Ichi with like so like they like he confronts the boyfriend or whatever like that turns the horse off, stabs the guy in the heart, and I see Ichi go like, Ugh. and then they like go to episode we go to episode two and they recap and they show him fucking stab again. You're still yep. like, Ugh. yeah, it, it's it's unnerving, it's disturbing shit. But, but, I'm sorry, can we talk about probably the best scene after that? Kiva's on a rooftop. Oh. Oh my god. Contemplating on what has just happened to his life. And what does he decide to do? Hi, I'm Kiva. You may be wondering how I got here. Fuck, I'm wondering how I got here. <laughs> oh, and he, he basically decides that killing himself is the only thing he has left to do. So he literally jumps off a building. Like it cuts to like a like lands a in a crowded area. Yeah. It's like it's in a like you see like cut this this pigeon, and then you just see like a crowd of people just walking on the street. You just watch the mannequin drop. Yeah, it, very it was quick. At least a good mannequin, and not like a shitty, cheap Disney mannequin. Like not the Danny Sexbang mannequin. And then he, yeah, where it's like the limbs are just fall. No, that thing has weight and structure to it. As if it was just an actual just. Wait. So, yeah, so right, then, this like this is leather, right? Yeah. So then, like, he wakes up and he's in this fancy apartment, and we find out that. That's his house for the rest of the show. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's been picked up by the mascot of Smart Brain, a company that. Their tech fr company. Their front facing business is Home Electronics, as you see over the course of the show. And, it's all, and the funny thing is, their electronics are the basis for the equipment used in the show. The Phi's pointer is a flashlight, the Phi's shot is a camera. The Fi's Edge is a bike handle. No, and yeah, so, and the, the commercials are the fucking best because they're narrated by, like, the voice of the belt. Why don't you think about true life? Be wonder, smart. True life is your start. I wonder how much money that guy made from doing Fi's. It's such a so weirdly soothing voice. Yeah, especially when you hear him go, like, static by. Because I was, I was looking it up while we were watching the show. Fi, like, the Fi's belt itself Made over, sold over a million units. It's a really good it's belt. A fucking rad ass belt. So, so, how much money do you think he got paid? Also, that voice. Also, the first belt to have driver in the name. That is true. Technically, that was just the name of the phone itself, or no, just the belt. So, what is it like? The Kuga had the Larkle, Arkle. Uh, Agito was the Alter Ring. Alter Ring. And Ryu, Ruki was the V Buckle. Yeah. And, and this is yeah, this is the first to be the Fi's driver. Yeah. I thought it was always called, like, the Fi's Gear. I think well, the, well, I think that's just the collection. The gear is the name of the whole set. Mm. The driver is the belt. And yeah. the phone is the Fi's phone. But yeah, like, and it's cool, too, like, because, like, it's in, like, a fancy smart brain suitcase. And, you know, it's, like, it has, like, those, like, imprints that were, like, you can, like, fit all the equipment in. You take it out. But you plug all the, the, the equipment in. Then you put on the belt. This leads to what is kind of one of the drawbacks of the show. The, sh the series being based entirely around technology, every time someone henshins, or at least in the early show part of the show, they have to 
op open the case, take out the belt, put on the belt, take out the phone, beep, 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 standing by, then Henshin. And that doesn't count the time to take out the weapons and equip those. No, we also don't... It's like, a process. Yeah, we don't see it in the, these two first two episodes, but uh, Fiza's bike, uh, the autovagine, which... Oh, yeah, I guess that's a that's a pretty 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 weird name to say without like snickering the first time you hear it. Yeah. Uh, but oh, I get it. Yeah, because the autovagine, <laughs> autovagine, get into the action. <laughs> um, but anyways, it's it's cool. It's a bike that turns into a fight a fucking robot. And yeah. he has like he turns Red one of his fuck. wheels into like a fucking like mini gun. Yeah. Oh, it's it's super cool. It's probably one of the coolest bikes ever. Oh yeah, that's uh, that, that's the big thing we haven't addressed yet. Keep us not Fize. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. He's not the main character. Yeah, yeah, he's not the main character, even though we just spent, like, 20 minutes or, like, 15, 10, 15 minutes talking about him. Yeah. So, we briefly get introduced in the first episode, but our main character is Inui Takumi. Which, at the time of when the show started, he was the youngest common Rider at 19 years old. I just didn't like that he had the same haircut as Shinji. No! That was, like... For, from Agito to fucking Blade, they was just like, the protagonist has the to have long, haircut. reddish hair. Yeah. So weird. So that's why, like, you get you get those four protagonists. Blade kind of, too. Yeah. No, they, all of them did it. And then Hibiki was like, no, it's getting old. No, I'm like a mid-early 30s fucking badass who right. trains everybody. Sorry, Emily, what were you saying? No, I wasn't saying anything. Well, you started to say something. All right. Um, so yes, uh, the other half of the story is, uh, Sonodamari, who was sent the Fize driver from her father, who's a character we meet later, uh, is basically biking through Kyushu, trying to, I don't know, get to Tokyo, uh, and along the way she runs into Takumi in the diner, and they, literally across these two episodes, mix up their bags fucking four times! They have the same brand of bag. Like, three or four times, because they have the same bag, but their contents are very different. One of them has... Takumi's bag has fucking clothes and underwear in it. And a gun. And, and Mari is carrying around the fucking Fives driver in a thick-ass suitcase. Huh. You would think you'd notice the difference in weight between them. Yeah, like, my bag is suddenly super heavy. Okay, well now, now what we need to do is we need to get us do a study, like do some research here. So we need to buy a CSM Fize gear, get the same case, get a pile of clothes, weight both bags, and see if they actually are of equal weight. And, and we have no, that's to, too much. That's too. I'm much. gonna say we can infer that they're idiots. Um, but the the best thing was. Like, Takumi gets, like, the, the Fize gear bag stolen, and then they, like, walk by, like, a pawn shop, and they just see the Fize belt on sale for, like, 5,000 yen, and I was just like, that was the Someone best. pawned the driver. Someone the fucking no, It's not even that. It's just, man, if any common Rider weeb saw that, like, a, a Fize driver for 50 bucks, I think anyone would be like, yeah. I want it. <laughs> oh, I'd be down for that. My favorite part of that scenario was, that was yeah. literally seconds after getting it back from, it. like, it was, his bag was stolen, he gets it back from the police station, swaps it up with Mari's bag again, and seconds later it's stolen again. Well, yeah, because, like, he throws, like, her bag or whatever like that over, so she, he like, fucking has, so she has to, like, like, run over and catch it, but then he, like, feels bad that he did that, so he goes over to help her find it. What? And then she's like, what the fuck? This is 
see. He's like, like white clothes. It's Ashima Pansu. He's O's. Which honestly, I love their character dynamic. In oh this. yeah, they because, have a, such an interesting not, relationship with each other. It's just sort of like, hey, wait a minute, where are you going? I'm leaving. Yeah, but you just bought that thing. Don't care. <laughs> I'm not a are, are, you, are you not questioning the fact that you just transformed into a spandex armored? Superhero, Wait, which, no, and beat the I shit out of something that just turned into yeah. a monster. <laughs> it seems to happen every year. Can we can we say the five the five suit is fucking phenomenal? Oh, I, it is so. one of very few primary rider basics uh, that I, I do I've love. I've always been drawn to the eyes of the fucking five suit. The fact that it glows and shit is so yeah, rad. It glows in the fucking dark. It's, it illuminates. It's, it's awesome. It's S tier for me, up there with Kuga Mighty, freaking. Comrade J. No, it still doesn't beat Drive type speed for me. Drive's the best fucking ball suit, but best suits. But yeah, no, it's it's super cool. And like and like the situation Mari gets in earlier too is funny because like she I guess like found this guy stranded like uh with his bike broken, so she helped him fix his bike and that proceeded to and now him stalking and her, her and like him and his friends to start driving around with her. Hey Ben, come with us! Oh we go to Tokyo, but we'll take you there, we'll come with you. Come on! Hey, big, big. Oh, yeah. yeah but, but. So then that guy that guy gets attacked by a fucking orphanoc and then he comes back with like his bike helmet. Like like he's a zombie at this point. He managed to ride his bike back to where they were. He starts like going towards Mari and, 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 yeah. and then takes off his helmet and then he just dissolves into fucking No, ash. I love that scene because you watch the fucking as he's dissolving into sand, you watch it spilling out of the visor of his helmet. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um and then yeah, we find out like Takumi's like he has cat tongue, so he's very sensitive to hot stuff. He doesn't like hot coffee or whatever the fuck. Or hot soup. Yeah. Or according to the, the official translations. He just doesn't like to get his tongue burnt. I mean, that's I, valid. I, I mean, I don't. I, I'm usually not big on, like, hot drinks and stuff. Yeah. yeah, but at least in the fan sub, they acknowledge that it's an actual thing. They they, they, they recognize that it is an actual phrase. It's a term. Nekojita, which means tongue, like, cat tongue. And, well, the also cool thing about the Orphanoc as well is they have this cool ability where they can, like, project their, like, human selves onto, like, a wall. Yeah, like, their shadow lights up with their human bodies. And, and why are they naked? Because, because that's... They're, yeah. not, they're not wearing any clothes on their Orphanoc bodies. I mean, the women must have been heavily censored. Yeah. I think or they only show like them from, like, yeah, from, yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. neck up or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, well, yeah, and then they also, they also have, like, a, an animal form as well. Yeah. yeah, so the first Orphanoc attack happens, and Mari pulls out the Fi's belt and tries to transform, but she can't. Now, simple-brained tokusatsu viewers like to assume that this is just because she's a girl. No. But I will not spoil something, but I will tell you that there is a reason Mari is not able to transform, which is something you find out later in the show. Yes, yeah, so watch the show related, if you want to find out. It's not related to her gender at all. It's not at all. No. We had a precure character who basically the only reason they couldn't become a precure was because they were male, so... That was not fair. Look at shows like Nanoha. There are magical girls all over that show, and then in Striker S, there's a magical boy. You know, you know, unlike some California, you know, show factory employee who makes somewhat shitty Tokusatsu videos online, <laughs> yes. who who literally addressed to his lovely few hundred people announcements, 
Oh, she couldn't transform because she's a girl. No. It's like, did you not even fucking watch the show? My thing about Fives you have to know is, a lot of these belts get fucking swiped by other people. You know that is another thing yeah. that I really, really loved about this show. This was the first show where power sets got passed around. And that was awesome because you never knew who was going to transform next. There were times which leads me to one of my other points. Yeah, uh, which leads me to my, one of my other points. The whole, like, oh, girls can't be riders. There is a girl who becomes one of the riders later in the show. Yeah. Temporarily, but it happens. So, like, it's... No. So get fucked. There's a legit, misogynist. Good, valid reason why did she couldn't transform. So. And it makes perfect sense in the narrative. It's it not just all written in for because. <clears throat> yeah. It's baked deeply into the narrative of the show, and it is an amazing plot, and I enjoyed it, and this was another... This is one of very few writer shows that I would absolutely rewatch in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, um, and then yeah. So in the second episode, when like they get attacked by like an elephant or orphanock, whatever like that, you get to see the debut of uh, Fize's rider kick, the I Crimson just, Smash. I just found out something. Hmm? Kibo was twenty four when he did this show. Damn, he's mm. an older gentleman. So to th- think, Takumi's nineteen. He was older than the main title rider. I thought they were, like, the same age. Wow. Yeah, could have fooled me. But, yeah, so the Crimson Smash is really fucking cool, because, like, I'll let each discover because it's, like, one of his favorite rider kicks. It is. So, the Fize Pointer, the thing that looks like a flashlight, gets attached to his foot, and he uses the mission memory in it, and then activates the Hisatsu on the belt. Ready. And then, the belt, the, the Pointer projects a light drill onto its target, basically locking them into place... And this addresses one of my biggest problems with Ryder Hisatsu. It's like, oh, why do they just let them hit them all the time? This addresses that, because if they get hit with the fucking setup, they are stuck there. And this is something that happens with all the Ryder power sets. Like, whenever Kaiza does his fucking blade gun dash, you see them get, like, trapped in this, like, yellow energy grid, which holds them in place. So yeah, they get this laser energy drill locked onto them, and then Fies jumps into it to do his rider kick, and then phases through them, and like he appears and lands, and then the coolest part, as the monster explodes, you see the Fies emblem, which is a circle with the line through it, the whole like not allowed thing, and that's also his emblem because the Greek letter Phi, but it's so perfectly mishmashed, and it's like, you have been denied the right to exist. And then, yeah. and then the monster dies. And what's Bust, cool, busted makes him feel good. Yeah. And what's cool is, is that Conrad or Fies, like made this like signature thing where like when he transforms or he's like about to do anything, he kinda just like flicks his wrist and it's super fucking cool. Like anyone who watched Fies immediately, they, they caught themselves doing it like a few times. I, I've done it all the time. Uh, Wild Knight is asking about the villains. Uh, the monsters are called Orphanox and the business they work for is called Smart Brain. Yes. Which, uh, sh- should we bring up the thing about Masayuki, who played Kiba? Yeah. So, he is unfortunately no longer with us. Yes, he passed away a while back. Yeah, which, I mm. think, which, back in 2015, I think, I, I even remember you guys talked about his, did, his did. passing. Yes. On Extra Extra when it first started. Mm-hmm. This show definitely hits harder now. Yeah. yeah. Knowing that, mm-hmm. think of it. He was twenty-four when he did this. He passed away at thirty-five. Well, what happened? 
Uh, they, ne- they never confirmed, like, they never announced the cause of death. It was unfortunately just an illness. An illness that he had for what we understand for like 10 years, or at least since 2012. So, like, the last few years of his life, he was just sick. Mm. Yeah. But, like, man, man, did he make, like, that character Kiba his own? Because, like, if you watch the movie Paradise Lost, he's super important in that movie. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, back to episode two. Remember how we were just saying that Kiba's girlfriend, we, we didn't blame her for anything she did? Episode two just throws that right the fuck out the window. Oh, yeah. Because he goes back to her. And she tries to turn him into the police for killing her new boyfriend. And she's like, I mean, the funny thing is, yes, he did it, but she doesn't know that. She just decides (laughs) to be a shitbag and go, I didn't do it, it was him! Yeah, and like the cops even trying to be like, we're not blaming you. But she's just panicky because he turned into sand in her kitchen. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty scary. I get get that she's traumatized, and I get that she doesn't want to talk to the police. But, like, sicking the cops on your ex-boyfriend because you don't want to talk to the police? I mean, to be fair... When you don't know that he killed him? He just showed up two years after being in a coma and allegedly dead. Next day, your your current boyfriend is now dead? Yeah, but he died in a way that would not implicate Kiva at all. He just fucking dissolved into sand in her kitchen. What reason could she possibly have for thinking that he did it other than the fact that it happens right after he woke up. There's no other connection. Oh. Yeah. I don't think she's that smart. I think she was just stupid and desperate. She's like, I'm sorry, you're scared. She's like, fuck you, bitch. Well, I'm going to kill you anyways. And then he kills her. Yeah, because he just, like, he doesn't care anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm done with this shit. If you really think about it, he sort of did that so that he could fully embrace his new lifestyle. He was the last, or she was the last lingering piece of his past. Yeah, now he has no connection to humanity. Yeah, so he, if anything, that was like a representation of him giving up his humanity. Yeah, the, exactly. The girl that he loved, fuck her. To death. It, it's sort of like Fullmetal Alchemist, freaking, when Ed and Al, you know, after doing the transmutation thing, three years goes by where they're fully adjusting themselves. All right, we're going to go we're going to go fix this. And just so that we know that we can't come back, we're burning our house down. Burn the house down. We're burning the house down so that there's nothing to come back to. So we cannot give up on this mission because we have nothing left. Yeah. But yeah, so that's, that's fine. Like the first two episodes are kind of like interesting for how it starts, but like, as the show goes on, you meet new characters, and it just gets really cool. The fights are awesome. They end up working out a wonderment. Oh, yeah, and to, to buy the belt back from the pawn shop, they went around to an amusement park and, like, sold haircuts. How fucking weird is that? They, they I, I'm amazed that the staff let them do that. Just walk into a theme park and sell haircuts to children. I mean, it's just haircuts. They were able to pay the belt back. So, I mean... They're not an approved vendor. Which, I'm surprised Takumi didn't just knock the guy out and j- take the belt and give it to Maya later be like, here, take it. Yeah, like He's that, a ruffian, not yeah, a criminal. Yeah, that's what I want to do when I go to a theme park. Get my hair cut. <laughs> so fun. Hey, man, people at conventions get dressed up and makeup at the convention. 
So, again, like what we said with Comrade or Agito, Fives is one of those, like, really unique shows where it's, like, we could talk about it for hours, but, like, you need to see it for yourself. And that opening theme, oh, Oh, so just Fives is just, mwah. It's got some pretty good songs, too. You even got a song called People With No Name by MCAT, who voiced yes. the Ghost Drivers. So. The, there are two notable in-show, in like, insert battle themes, People With No Name and Dead or Alive, and I fucking <laughs> love them both. Um, so yes, excellent show. If you like Heisei Common Rider at all, before it got super super gimmicky, absolutely go watch. Yep. And fun fact, it is legally available. Yeah, sorta, sorta. The first two episodes are on Toei Tokusatsu World. Well, not even that, but the entire show is available on Toku HD. Also, that is a pro and a con. You have to pay for it. And right now the trans the subtitles are complete shit. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's like the ones that I watched on the DVD because it was in all in yellow subtitles, and they kept mi- mistranslating the names, so I didn't so know one of those was terrible for like subs. twenty episodes. Oh, Hong Kong subs, yeah. yeah. But like, from what I understand, they don't say Henshin right; they say Hanshin. Oh. Right? <laughs> they, they don't spell Hanshin. They don't spell. They don't spell Orphanok right. It's just oh, mm. it's a mess. Yeah, but hey, if Shout Factory ends up later on being like, "Hey, we got streaming rights for Fies," don't miss out on it. Because after all, the end justifies the means. Is that what that song's saying? Yep. Yes, Gar. It just was oh, no, the means. Oh, I just kept hearing this Fies something story something. <laughs> I know they were saying, "Tell me the truth." Yeah. Tell me the truth, Shinchi, did me. There you go. They make a Shinchoku say ho, Faiza, it. Yeah. Or Kaiza. And we should probably talk about Kaiza's origin, like, somewhere in the future. You mean the most hated man in all of Kamen Rider? Yeah. I mean, Kaiza was my favorite writer in Fives. <laughs> you, know, you know what? Also, also, that one guy who was Delta, like the Orphanok who used the Delta stuff really Oh, good. Kitazaki? Yeah. He was rad. Oh, you mean Just the Mr. Mr. Hmm? Oh, the guy with the ripped shirt? The, yeah, the dragon. Yeah, the, the, yeah. yeah, he would like do the hand thing every time he had you. It was awesome. Loved him. All right, that is Cast Ranger. Woo! Still with us? I was about to say, yeah. still with us, Emily? What do you think about Fies? You haven't said much. I didn't actually get a chance to watch all of it, um, but I wanted to stick around still to hear you guys talk about it. Um, it seems pretty dark, but I like it. It's a lot of early Heisei stuff. It's like the kind of thing that you don't really get as good a feel of it from the first two episodes as you did as from the other ones we've done. Oh yeah, even after these two episodes, we haven't settled into the status quo going forward. I will say yeah, this. So... I'll let you finish, Emily. No, I don't have anything else to say. Okay, I will say this just as a random thing. Toy uploaded this weirdly with the weird aspect ratio. Because, like, yeah. this was full screen, but, like, on the YouTube version, it's, like, scrunched down. Yeah. It's 2003, man. Yeah, but I, I don't think that was how it was shown on television. No, I don't know. Maybe maybe they just don't want people copywriting their work. Masters are hard to get, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, that's Cast Ranger. Go check out Fies when it's legally available. Yeah. Open your eyes for the next fives. Open your eyes for the next fives. Yeah. I remember the final episode preview. Open your eyes for the final fives. Yeah. 
Jikai, Radio Sentai Cast Ranger. So, next week, we'll be talking about the show that was also intended to be the final Common Rider show of the Heisei era. I'm so tired of hearing, this show was supposed to be the last one. Yeah. I, I don't give put any stock behind those words anymore. Don't worry, this is actually the last one for realsies this time. <laughs> I mean, we, we swear. Honestly, that was going to be it, Blake. 23 years later. Like, like the producers were going to be like, guys, we're done making Kamen Rider. We want to move on to other Ishiomori stories. Bandai. But we like money. Yeah. To the toys are selling. The toys are doing well. Guys, we don't care. Bandai literally forced their arm to make another show. Toys just buy the shows. <laughs> so, well, I'll get into that when we talk about Hibiki, which you all know we're talking about Hibiki. But first, it's Blade! Blade! You mean card captors? No. Same plot. Sure. And you know we'll be getting into those heated debates you about mean, You mean- Oh, is Garen the secondary rider? Chalice the secondary- No, it's Garen. You mean common rider Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon? Oh, it's card captors. And card captors. It's just card captors. Cards. Like playing yeah. cards. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, my neck! <laughs> if you haven't seen the memes for it, oh. All right. That is the show. Thank you, everyone, for listening, watching, liking, subscribing. I'm back in better quality. Yeah. 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 Thank you for listening. All right. We will see you next time. Uh, as usual, our hijinks are centered primarily around castranger.podbean.com. Gar looks like he has something else to say. Stay Sentai. Damn it. I forgot it last time. Stay Sentai. No. Uh, yeah. Facebook. Twitter, Patreon, Discord, Masks, merchandise. V onesies. Baby Kikus. Cool. Go, go watch Space Jam. Yeah, we're going to watch Space, Space Jam, Jam 2. Space Jam Legacy, Sunday. out now. I rewatched Space Jam 1 on Netflix and I cried because I love it so much. Cool. <laughs> cool, you cried. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.